This is the third time that I have recorded the podcast live in the Beyond Measure community. And I'm not going to go over the details of that again, because I, in the last two episodes, went into lengthy detail about the transition with these solo episodes on the podcast. So if you are interested in what I mean by the Beyond Measure community, what I mean by going live, there is a link in the description below. And you can go check out the last two episodes of the show to learn more. And as a reminder, this happens every Monday, currently at 3 p.m. Pacific time. And that's subject to change. In fact, I think I'm going to be changing that and experimenting with a different time in March 2023. And we'll find a rhythm with it. It has been an absolute delight the last three weeks. I really feel like my hunch and my movement towards, for lack of a better term, to doing the live show in Beyond Measure was a great choice because today there's an amazing community of people that are chatting in real time, giving their feedback. And, and one thing that worked really well today is choosing a subject matter. <laughs> I was so in my head leading up to today's episode about what to talk about. And I started writing some notes, coming up with ideas, feeling it out. And it was an interesting process because I think this can happen to us in all different facets of life, the pressure to decide something. And for me, with struggling with a lot with anxiety, I have a tendency to plan as a way to protect myself. I have a tendency to want to have all the answers and everything set up. And that's really going to tie nicely into the subject that organically evolved. So even though I tried to plan, my plan went out the window once I connected with myself and connected with people in real time within Beyond Measure who helped guide me. And something that we likely won't get too much into today, but I thought about covering a lot was supportive friendships. And I want to say and acknowledge to the people who are watching live, as well as the people who are listening to the podcast recording, that support is more powerful than I realized. I spoke at the Love Yourself First conference this past weekend. I'm recording this episode on February 13th and spent a few days over the weekend watching, learning from, and speaking on friendship. My subject matter was support. And I learned so much that I had never even considered when it came to support. And to be able to receive support and watch people supporting each other within Beyond Measure is exactly the reason Beyond Measure exists and exactly why I feel so good about recording the show here instead of just doing it on my own as I have ever since Jason left the show as a co-host. And the subject matter that Beyond Measure live viewers voted on is frustration. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to share two frustrations that happened to me today in a row. And I would love for anybody who is watching live and Beyond Measure to share any frustrations they've gone through recently. I really enjoy interactive experiences as well as opportunities to reflect. And I really enjoy giving prompts. So my prompt to you, the live listener, 
as well as the recorded podcast listener, to take a moment to think about something frustrating that's happened. Could have been today, in the past week. It could be a general experience of frustration. It could even be, as Peter said in the chat today, I'm quite frustrating, so any insights would be great. <laughs> I would love to know more about what that means, Peter. What does that mean to be quite frustrating? Do you mean that you yourself believe your you believe yourself to be a frustrating person? That's how I read it, but I would love to know more about that if you would like to share. And in the chat, you I would like to find some formats for people who might want to share privately to the Beyond Measure community, but not publicly to the podcast. So I think as a rule of thumb, putting things in parentheses in the chat or like a dash after like, don't, don't share this on the podcast, but I'm going to share this to the Beyond Measure members. That way you have the choice um, because some people might not want to share publicly, but just with the group. And that's an option too. But if you do want me to share on the podcast, I'll read it out loud. And for everybody else listening, if you want to share your frustrations, share what you're stuck on, we can do a little coaching live or some reflections. So I'll start with mine. <laughs> I mentioned how frustration is very small because I've been through this many times. It was technology. I love tech. I've always considered myself a techie person especially when it comes to computers. It's a gift of mine. I've known that my whole life, or well, maybe not when I was a little kid, but it became clear to me when I was probably in high school and my self-awareness was growing. People would often ask me to fix things. You know, I could fix and put together computers and not, not literally, like I'm not to the extent of taking apart a computer, but I can set up a computer very confidently. That led me to working for Apple at the Apple store for six years. I love just learning how that stuff works. I wasn't a genius. Like at the genius bar at the Apple store, that was never appealing to me. I don't want to go in and take apart an iPhone or an Apple computer and, and fix that stuff. But what I love is setting up software and some hardware. And I also was very passionate about filmmaking when I was growing up. So I became really good at setting up and fixing video technology. And, and then later, as I became a podcaster, audio technology, that's something right now that people will hire me to do is to help them set up a podcast. So when things go wrong, it's really frustrating for me. It's hard when something I identify as being good at doesn't go my way. And maybe there's a cue that I feel like a failure or I feel like I should be good at this. I don't understand this. A theme that will also come into play with the second frustrating example I give today uh, is things that are out of my control. And when other people are involved with something, which is very common, and they're not responding the way I would like them to, or they're doing something in a way that I don't understand, and I don't have a clear line of communication with them. So for the first example, when I was setting up for this live recording today, I thought, oh, I've got it in the bag. Like I, I'll just start on time. Everything will be fine. So I go log on to Beyond Measure, 
go to the live event and discover that the camera I was planning to use did not look good. Not, not like uh, my appearance, although I also am struggling with my appearance today. Um, it was super zoomed in, like it was like centered around my face. It was a little blurry. And my favorite camera, I discovered that the first time I went live and beyond measure for these recordings, that camera was completely blurry. So then I switched to my least favorite webcam that's part of my computer. And I'm just unsatisfied. So that's part of it, right? I'm frustrated because things aren't working the way I want them to, the way I planned for them. And it's also unsatisfying. And on top of that, I'm not feeling confident about how I look, but I wasn't able to even give that much consideration because I had to move quickly. And sometimes our needs aren't met when we're frustrated. And that adds to further frustration, right? It's like all the dominoes start to fall. And it's a small thing, though. It's relatively not that big of a deal. And I'll move through it, but I can still honor the frustration. I can still acknowledge it and reflect on it. The other one, also minute, and, and the hindsight is so helpful with frustration. We can sit in the moment, the, feel, the present moment feelings of frustration and just allow them. We can even try to look at them neutrally and unattached. And this comes from some of the research I did on supportive friendships, actually. Megan Devine, who wrote one of my favorite books I've read, which says a lot because I, I read more than I can even keep up with. I read so much, but some books just deeply stand out to me. And Megan Devine's book about grief, which I believe is called It's Okay That You're Not Okay. That book had so many poignant points and poignant points statements. And one of them that really stood out as I was researching supportive friendships was to try to be neutral. Meaning so many of us approach our friends or even ourselves with a lot of judgment. We have the shoulds. We have pressure. There's clearly a desired outcome. We're very outcome-oriented. That's actually something else that has come up in my life. I'm reading a different book called What Works right now. Also phenomenal. It's so good that I'm reading it very slowly because almost every single sentence in the book What Works is blowing my mind. <laughs> it's so amazing to take in prose like that. And that book is touching upon how many of us have been conditioned to feel a lot of shame. And I think that's a huge part of frustration when we look at how goal-oriented we are as a society and how that's been around in the United States. This is not going to be true of every country, of every society, of every culture. But for me as a U.S. citizen, and I think, tell me, I know there's at least one Canadian in the live audience right now. If I imagine this impacts you too. 
maybe it's because of the U.S.'s influence, but there's roots for things like this in religion, actually. Really fascinating how religion has influenced our self-esteem. I mean, it sounds a little bit obvious because shame is a huge part of some religion. Uh, these ideas about being a moral person, a good person, come up and those are all interconnected. So with frustration, if you if you attach it to a failure, this did not go as planned and thus it's a failure and thus I'm a failure. My feelings about my appearance are also very tied to some of these things. Like I don't feel confident in how I look. And so I feel some shame about it. And I'm afraid of social rejection. Those ties there. And that's a low level frustration I experience a lot in my life. And it's not easy. It is not a snap your fingers and resolve this situation. And that's part of frustration too. I think some of us feel like I want the quick fix. I literally want to snap my fingers and no longer feel frustrated. But if we do that, we're sometimes we're forcing ourselves to get over something versus processing it. And that leads me to experience number two that I had today, a frustrating experience number two. I... <laughs> so it, it was a really interesting experience. It's very specific. So I had started experimenting with Amazon. Uh, they have a few programs that they call their influencer programs. I generally do not consider myself an influencer anymore, but sometimes I participate in things that use that terminology. And Amazon influencers is one of them. They have a variety of really cool programs for influencers, one of which you probably come across all the time, including for this show. I use Amazon affiliate links. So, for example, if I put the links to What Works and Megan Devine's book and whatever else in the, in the description of this episode, I'll probably use an affiliate link. Sometimes that's for Amazon. And Amazon has Amazon Live, you might have seen. And they just introduced a brand new thing called Amazon Inspire, which is their version of TikTok. And a few weeks ago, I heard about this and I got really excited because I've been working behind the scenes to relaunch my podcast, This Hits the Spot. This Hits the Spot is a really short form podcast about products that I enjoy. And I really wanted to make short videos for a lot of those products. So when I heard about Amazon Inspire, I thought, great, this is my opportunity to experiment with my product review videos again and get paid for it because Amazon offers a variety of monetization for this new Inspire. I was so excited about this. And this has been going on for... I think about two weeks, maybe three weeks. I've been working on this. I've been making videos. I posted a few of them to TikTok, even though as many of you know, I don't personally use TikTok. Like I don't scroll through TikTok at this time. It's deleted off my devices, but I manually went on and uploaded my videos there and was feeling really good about it, feeling really hopeful. And then today, a friend of mine reached out to me 
And again, without getting into all the details, she told me that she was frustrated because of a really bad experience she had with the Amazon Influencer program. And I fell into the role of the supportive friend and I said, okay, let's work through this. I wanted to support her. I wanted to use all the things I learned by studying supportive friendships. I felt like I was doing a really good job. What I wasn't expecting was I went to my Amazon influencer page and discovered that the videos I work so hard on were rejected by Amazon. And I couldn't believe it. I was stunned. I thought I followed all the rules. I thought I did everything, quote, right. And yet, nope, they weren't right by Amazon standards. And man, did that frustrate me because I was not expecting it. And this happens too. Sometimes we're so, I mean, both examples are kind of similar for me. Like when I don't like feeling surprised when I'm confident about something, when I think I've got this, like everything is going to work out. And then I find out it doesn't work out. That's really frustrating for me. So it was right before, it was like within 45 minutes before going live in Beyond Measure that this all happened. It's very fresh for me, but I already have a little bit of hindsight because you know what? I started thinking, do I even, is, is this kind of a sign? That's one place my brain goes. What if being, quote, rejected, what if, quote, being not good enough for somebody or in this case, some big company, what if that in itself is an opportunity to one, release attachment, and two, redirect myself? Some people say rejection is just redirection. So that was what I started practicing. But I also found it interesting that I said something along that sentiment to my friend. And she said she wasn't ready to hear that yet. <laughs> I loved that response from her. You know, I, I was, was so grateful for it because she just wanted to be frustrated. She didn't want some positive <laughs> advice. And it brought me back to the supportive friendship lessons I learned, which is some people just want to vent. They just want you to listen to them. They don't want your advice. They don't want your solution. And it's also laughable because for those that saw my presentation at the Love Yourself First conference, I started off by saying I'm historically solution-oriented with my friendships. I, for most of my life, thought I'll be the solution person, just like Fixing the technology, I, I love to fix fix stuff, figure out what makes it tick and how to make it to work be work better and help other people. I've, I've approached so much of my life that way. And I like to help other people when they're frustrated. However, for us to really support other people, we have to see what they want to do with that frustration. Do they want to get rid of it? Do they want to sit on it? Do they want to reflect on it? Do they want to learn from it? And everybody's going to do it in their own way. 
I'll pause for a moment to see if there are any other reflections in the chats, if there's uh, any similar lessons or something to, we can go in a different direction with. So if you're watching live and you want to jump in, I'd love to hear it. And I would love for you to tell me, like, when you share something, do you just want to share it? Or do you want advice on it? I think that's one of the most powerful questions we can ask others. And then we can ask ourselves that too. What do I need right now? That's, that's something else I put in my supportive friendship talk. If we can ask others and ourselves, what do we need in that present moment? As Megan Devine was saying, having a neutral approach, an unattached approach to things can be so powerful. If we're neutral, then it's not about being right or wrong, good or bad. It might just be sitting with it. As Peter wrote in the chat, if I'm in the midst of a situation, I need to vent. Yeah. It's like releasing the steam. That's what I think of when I, I see the word vent. I think of like pressure cooking, for example. I, <laughs> I got into pressure canning this year. It's one of my new little hobbies. And uh, if you've ever used a pressure cooker, you have to release the steam. And it's a lot of steam. It takes a while for a pressure cooker to come down to a safe place where you can open it up and take out what's inside, right? So what if you envision yourself or your friend, whoever's in that frustrated place as like they just need to release the steam before anything else can happen? My friend said to me today, that she just wanted to cry and sleep. That's what she needed. Now, she, it probably felt good to vent. And I hope that I, I did a decent job being supportive. But part of me wants to circle back and just ask her, like, hey, did you have a good cry? Do you feel better? Did you sleep at all? Like, how do you feel now? You know, checking in after somebody has met their needs or after you have met your needs, then maybe you can readdress frustration from a different place. Jasmine said, for me, it's typically a two-step process. First step to be heard and emotionally supported. Second step to help me come up with a solution. Yes. Right. So it, it could be one or the other, or it could be both in a specific order. And I'm curious what it looks like with solutions. And that's something I've been reflecting a lot on, especially as I've been going through well-being training, which I already finished, but now I'm studying to take the board certification exam for health and wellness coaching and um, going through a, a study group. So I'm immersed in like all the different techniques to support people. And when it comes to solutions, it's, it's an iffy territory, right? Like, because solutions can mean different things to other people. So Jasmine, if you feel like sharing, I would love to hear that. Peter said, if I'm distant enough, then I'm ready to problem solve. Yeah. Right. And does, does the metaphor of the pressure cooker sound right to you? Like, that's, again, what I think of. It's like distance often means time. So just like a pressure it needs to release all the steam. And when it's done, then you can problem solve. Then you get the fruits of your labor, you know, like then you get to whatever the next stage is. 
Jasmine said that the timing and order of those two things makes all the difference. And Richie said, sometimes just release the steam. Releasing the steam is the solution. April said, I tend to like to vent first as well, then start to solve when I'm ready. Yeah. And isn't that an important reminder? It's kind of like another thing I think about when you stub your toe, or in my case last year when I broke my toe, not quite the same situation. I thought I had just stubbed my toe. I remember how painful it was. Couldn't like your brain just shuts down and when when it experiences physical pain, depending on the magnitude. And then once you're through that pain, you can figure out if you need to do anything about it. When you stub your toe, unfortunately, you just have to sit with the discomfort. That's all. You can't do anything. And as I found out, even with a broken toe, there's very little you can do. Went to multiple doctors. And aside from telling me I had a broken toe, they basically just said, you just got to wait for it to heal. <laughs> yeah, but, but I wasn't able to even go to the doctor until I sat with the pain a little bit, waited it out and said, okay, this pain is continuing beyond what a stub toe or uh, even a sprain, you know, then you can get more information. Then I went to the experts to figure out what to do about it. So for me in this moment, you know, as I said from the beginning, I think it might've just been to people in Beyond Measure during the pre-show part of this. Um, I still feel frustrated that my video didn't turn out the way I wanted it to for this recording, but it doesn't really matter because I'm mostly recording for the audio experience. I'm recording to connect. I'm not here to get everything perfect. I would guess most people don't really care if the video isn't perfect. So sometimes we need to let go of things or just let them be and come back to that neutral, unattached place. That's often one of the best pieces of advice we get from life. Uh, uh, that seems to be a big answer of like, just let it go. It doesn't matter nearly as much, but it's still okay to experience the pain of something. It's still okay to vent. Of course, it's a natural thing. Nadine said, I have to remove myself and reflect what value feels attacked or why I'm being hit so hard. Yes. And that's not always easy to do. For me, when I was talking about the Amazon situation, the frustration was hitting some values for me. One is I felt disappointed. So sometimes it's not even frustration. Maybe we label something as one thing and then realize it's something else. For anyone who's done group coaching with me, I've used the feelings wheel. You can go to thefeelingswheel.com. It's a really cool tool to help you identify your feelings. And sometimes what we feel is a different word than we thought it was. 
So if I had it up right now, I'd go see what frustration is connected to. But disappointment came up for me today. I was disappointed because I was confident about something. So I thought everything was going well. I, I was attached to an outcome, I discovered. And it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. But there's also some unknown in my particular situation. And, and it's true for many. Even when we feel like we get a definitive answer, life sometimes surprises us. It's actually the same friend that went through the Amazon experience. She told me that the reason the Amazon experience is so frustrating for her was, and she had a different situation than me. I don't, I don't recall if I got into it, but <laughs> she had a different outcome than I did. And it was frustrating for her because she had experienced a letdown. And so sometimes frustration comes when things are compounding. And she shared with me all the things that she's felt let down about recently. One of them was she got a, a, a without share, disclosing her situation, basically she got a yes from somebody and then they turned around and changed it to a no. And she was so disappointed because she was attached to the yes. She was excited about the yes. The yes felt good. And then it turned into a no. And it was disappointment. Kind of like my situation. Not the same thing. But my Amazon thing, I felt good about it. I thought I was in this territory. And then it turned into a no territory. Felt like rejection. Felt like disappointment. Felt like a letdown. Compounded with the fact that I wasn't clearly communicated with, which aggravates the heck out of me. But it's ultimately not that big of a deal. And going back to Nadine's point, I I can think about all the things like, and this is the process of venting too, as many of you listening live shared. In the process of venting, sometimes it's a process of discovery. Because if I wanted to, I could sit here and just vent to you about this Amazon experience. If you were willing to listen, which maybe you are, but I'm not going to do because we're coming up on the end of our time together. Um, but I'm, I'm someone that verbally processes. So venting is great for me because I can say, and this happened, and then this happened, and this, and this is how I felt. And then I can sit back and go, oh. There it is. <laughs> because I vented, I was able to figure out what felt attacked and why I was hit so hard, as Nadine said. Reflecting to find frustration is a sim symptom almost, as Nadine also said. It's not always going to be easy for us to stay present and unattached and neutral, even though those sound really appealing. And sometimes there's a journey to get to that point. Sometimes, just like when you stub your toe, you can't avoid the pain. It hurts to stub your toe. It's incredibly uncomfortable. Any physical pain is not going to disappear right away. Even medication takes a while to, to hit in. If we were completely numb and pain-free all the time, it, it would be a completely different human experience that we might not even want, you know? So what if the emotional pain is just part of the process and then we can determine what's next for us 
the solution perhaps, or we can move into another phase. Breathe through it. And we can show up to support ourselves and other people. And that's such a beautiful thing. I said in my supportive talk that it's best not to assume what other people need. And I think the same applies to us. Sometimes the answer isn't clear and we might think, assume that we need one thing, but if we sit with that, if we sit with it, we may find, whoa, I need something completely different than I thought. My friend, for example, she said she wanted to go cry and sleep, but what if she cried and still didn't feel better? What if she took a nap or tried to take a nap and realized she couldn't sleep and she actually wanted to go eat some comforting food or talk to a friend more or do something else? Sometimes you got to try and experiment with solutions. And when it comes to supporting other people, we can't assume that what works for us will work for them. And that's always been at the core of this podcast And a big lesson I've learned from this podcast, as well as the Beyond Measure community, as well as every time I do coaching, that what works for me may not and generally doesn't work for others, (laughs) truly. Like, maybe something similar will work, but it's often not the exact same thing. We Each of us are so unique. That's exactly why I'm so thrilled to do this live podcast and hear and read all of the the comments coming up. It's so cool. That curiosity about our differences and the curiosity about ourselves as individuals is, can be really fun. And and that would probably be what I'll close on here is that I like getting curious. Curiosity is a, a core element of who I am. So now I feel Like I want to spend more time, as Nadine suggested, reflecting and being curious about what does this mean for me? What does it mean to have these technological frustrations as well as a rejecting experience? That's really low stake. I'm fortunate with these two examples. They're, They're not that big of a deal. And we can use those small no big deal frustrations to learn so that when we face a bigger frustration, a bigger letdown, a bigger disappointment, whatever it is, we might be a little bit more insightful about it. We might feel a little bit more prepared to handle it. It doesn't mean that it'll go smoothly. It just might feel a little bit easier. And at the very least, now you know you can come to Beyond Measure to vent, to share, to learn from each other, to support one another. That's exactly why it's here. And if you are listening to the podcast and not currently within Beyond Measure, we'd love to have you here. We have Peter, for example, who is new to Beyond Measure. It filled my heart with joy to see you show up for the live. I just want to thank you along with everybody else who showed up. But a new person, like that's that's like the coolest thing. It made me feel supported Peter and your willingness to have, you know, to share was also just like cool and surprising. It's just 
you know, if, you, if you're looking at me the, and the video right now, I feel like my face is lit up with joy. It brings me joy. And I see other people receiving that from each other and beyond measure all the time. It's really special. So I'm going to bring this episode to a close. I am slowly working on all sorts of things and there will be frustrations, things I could never anticipate, things that might frustrate you. That's just part of it. And I'm personally trying to move from that to a place of an attachment to say, it's okay. I heard in one of the many books I'm reading that by experimenting and be willing to fail at things or to mess up, get things wrong, we give other people that permission to do the same. And that helps me when I'm frustrated because I can say, hey, this isn't going as planned, but I'm going to do it anyways and do the best I can. And instead of trying to make everything perfect and feel shame for it not being perfect, I can just embrace it and say, yeah, didn't go as planned and that's okay. Move forward and thank you for your patience. Lots of lessons here, lots of metaphors. I just want to continue to extend gratitude, to revel in the support that we can give each other. And I will be back again next Monday with another live episode in Beyond Measure and then publish to this might get uncomfortable publicly a week later. So there's a week gap. Another big um, benefit, I think, to being live is not only to participate, share, reflect with one another in real time, but it's in real time and life changes a lot in a week. So uh, it's really fun to be able to do things in real time and, and not have to wait a week to see what happens since a recording was made. So thanks again for being here and stay tuned. I have a special guest coming up on Friday as always. Those are the pre-recorded episodes and I don't remember what the guest is. So we'll both be surprised <laughs> because I record the guest episodes at least two weeks in advance. Um, I never remember what order it is and who's coming up next on the show, but I'm committed to amazing people and um, just always feel absolutely thrilled to share that with you too. So stay tuned for that. Come join us in Beyond Measure if you'd like. The link is below in the description. And until then, until next episode, or next connection that I have with you, wishing you all the very best with whatever obstacles and frustrations and life experiences come your way. <laughs> Bye for now. All right. I'm going to close off the live stream and beyond measure, but this is no longer part of the podcast. This is the post show. This, speaking of frustration, did not work as planned for those that didn't hear me talking about it. This is called a time cube. I just started using it today and it's supposed to, I don't know why it didn't. I have to figure out how to use this thing. It's really cool when it works well. It worked really well before the podcast, but not as well. The colors weren't right. 
<laughs> was that distracting for anyone? I don't know. I kind of liked it. It was almost like uh, a nice visual touch. But uh, it's supposed to turn red at the end, and it never did that. So that kind of, that frustrated me a little. But thank you all for being here. Thanks for all the chats. That was so that, nourishing for me. And I hope that you enjoyed connecting with one another. Uh, I will be seeing some of you in the group coaching sessions this Wednesday. And you'll get to experience, hopefully the time cube will be operating properly. So for those of you who are signed up for group coaching, don't forget to RSVP, um, put it on your calendar if you haven't yet. And it, for those of you who are not in group coaching, you're always welcome. You can do a free trial. Um, if you're brand new, if you've never done the, the coaching with me before, you can get the free trial for a whole month right now. And then um, after that, it's $20 a month, which works out to be $5 a session. The sessions are an hour long. And it's absolutely nourishing to me. Uh, I love, love, love the group session. So um, some of you will see then. And then mark your calendars if you'd like to join us on February 26th, which is a Sunday. We're doing the group virtual cooking event, which is 90 minutes long. Everybody will make the same meal approximately. Some people go off the rails a little. That's completely fine. But uh, we all cook together and some people eat together during that time. And it's, it's really fun. Speaking of nourishing, it's literally nourishing and um, just a kind of a, a fun activity to do as a group. And just one of the rare times that we do it on the weekend, trying to accommodate different schedules. So if you're able to join, check out the calendar of events. It's open to everybody and beyond measure. And I, I think that's it. I'm glad you like the cube, April. I like it too. I just, I don't know why it wasn't working. It was like demonstrating frustration to me again, but it's really awesome. So essentially you press like how long you want to do a session for, and then you pop it down and it starts like a, a timer, but it's a visual color related timer. So I'll figure it out. <laughs> okay. I'm going to wrap things up. I'm going to go take a walk. Hope all of you have a wonderful rest of your day. And if I don't see you on a group coaching call or in an upcoming podcast, come join us whenever, whenever you're available and interested.